Hello and welcome to episode 6 of The Lap. My guest this week is Akib Sindhu and I think for those of you who know Ak, you won't be surprised to know that I spent a lot of this week uh, debating whether to censor the episode basically. Uh, no was my answer, I realised back in episode 2 uh, Shaq spent the whole episode swearing to high heaven so that, that bridge has already been crossed so we're going back in again. Um, we spoke about three things in this week's episode. Uh, first of all, we spoke about ag- agonisingly missing out on a 10-wicket haul. Uh, we spoke about which of his many league titles is his favourite. Um, I wasn't best pleased with that answer, to be honest. And finally, we spoke about him getting a match ban from um, the league. Um, that was meant to be kind of that was meant to be the sad story of the episode, um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your viewpoint. I felt like he's quite proud of it, and and why not? We all need to we all need to step out of line once in a while. Um, yeah, this that's episode six. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Lap. My guest this week joined the club in 1990. Since then, he's played 346 games for the club. He's taken 715 wickets. At an average of 15, with 32 five-wicket hauls and a best of nine for 40. Welcome to the lap, Akib Sindhu. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. So, I'm going to regret asking you this straight away, but I did want to. <laughs> ask, I did want to know about the nine for 40 because those are absurd figures. What was the What was the story of that day? Um. So that is my first game after. A level exams, retakes, ninety five. So nineteen ninety five. I was I was fresh out of the womb though, just then actually. Yeah. Yeah. So um first game back, adrenaline, you know, you've uh, missed it and because I was doing my A's again, it was a case of there ain't no cricket until you've done that last exam. And you know, so it was um late June. Um put your availability down, you're in the fours. Right, okay, it is what it is. Um, unfair of me to kick and scream. But uh, in those days, everyone met at the club on a Saturday and the third team skipper, Keith Morley, was there. And he just said, look, just, just get a couple of wickets here. Yeah. Just get a couple. I said, don't worry, Keith, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll get more than a couple. Um, so we went off. Uh, captain that day, Dilip Patel, one of my mentors, um, one of the guys that said, you, you don't need to worry about charging in, you know, if you land it on the spot, it's both ways. And that day, you know, long arm around the shoulder, look, I know you don't want to be here kind of thing. So no, don't worry about it, Dilip. Well, you know, I'll, I'll still give my 100%. So we opened the bowling and I think the first spell was about 10 overs and like five for maybe 20. Or maybe a bit more. And then a whole load of overs went in between. Nothing was happening. And then he decided to bring me back at the other end. Um, so yeah, we're, we're on course here now. So we picked up another four. So uh, did you, had you got nine from nine? Yeah. Oh, wow. So all, okay. All the wickets. So like I say, first spell and first 20 overs, I bowled about 10 or I might have bowled 11. Um, so they're five down and I've got all five. And then the next 20 overs, um, you know, the other bowlers had a go. Nothing's happening. 
So Dilip says, um, how about, cause I want, he wants to, he had to, as a spinner, had to bowl from the end that I opened from. Okay. So he goes, you know, you'd be alright coming from that end. I said, yeah, I'm alright. Um, there's a lot of cricket in me. It's already June and this is my first game. So, uh, I had a little spell from the other end and now he's bowling at that end and, yeah, maybe picked up a wicket every over almost. And uh, now we're nine down. I've got all nine. So Dilip is purposely bowling, pies, you name it. You know, he is deliberately not bowling at the stumps. Okay. Uh, to, to number 11 and whoever was there with him. Uh, and yeah, so it was the last ball of his over, I think, as well. He's bowled a long hop outside leg stump. And this guy's just gone to twat it and he's absolutely middled it. And it's gone straight to, um, a young youthful brownie who was standing, um, next to the umpire, probably telling him, yeah, he's going to get all 10. He's going to get all 10. <laughs> um, so this ball's just cracked straight at his head, um, quite flat. And Ian's just kind of like flinched, if you like, with his hands in front of his face and the ball stuck in his hands. <laughs> we just could not believe it. I mean, Philip just ran up to me and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, it's not your fault. You know, I, I was that short, fine leg. So, you know, the angle I had was that's self-defense, mate. You get out of the way or, or uh, cover your face. What was that reaction? What was that conversation like between you and Ian Brown afterwards? To be like, you've just, I might not ever have an opportunity like that again. I suppose it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, both for you to get 10 for and that Ian Brown took a catch. So, yeah. it's fun. so you can imagine, um, having played with Brownie that we all know he didn't catch it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> How do you compare those kind of title winning seasons to one another? Do you have a, do you have a favorite? Um, bear in mind I was captain for one of them. So it's just, just to throw that one out there. Yeah. But. But the games yeah. that we played to win the year after. Oh, when, don't do this to me, Ed. Okay. Well, I mean, the game at Wimbledon. Um, yeah, you you were still technically captain. Oh, no, I was your admin manager. It's That's just that you decided to to play in the tooth. I didn't decide um, to. My talents <laughs> made forced me. I didn't have a choice. Everyone said, "Cameron, keep playing for the twos." I didn't. I didn't have any option. My hands were tied. That's true, and I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to. You know, hinder your chances of having, especially said what I've said so far. It's very so, kind. You know, it was your time to play in the two, so you play in the two. But I, I will say those games, there were, there were some cracking games. So the one at Wimbledon, I mean, Charlie Hiram's catch, deep square leg. I'm not going to see men of, uh, catches better than that in the deep. I mean, that was phenomenal. The game at the end against Rygate Priory, um, See, in your championship winning season, yeah, you didn't have you didn't have neutral umpires, did you? Well, didn't we have to have neutral umpires? Wasn't that forced upon us? Yeah, because it, that's the legacy of Spencer. So old Spencer might win it. So you know, let's not think about how many times we've cheated Wimbledon, because. <laughs> You know, because they had Simon Roberts in the first leg when Charlie's taken this great catch, uh, they've got nothing to do with it. 
I asked Brickley, the Rygate captain on the day, I said, what's all this you want in Pan Lumpard? He goes, well, it wasn't us. And I said, what do you mean it wasn't you? He goes, it was, from what he knows, it was Wimbledon just making sure uh, a fair game was played, really. So they know they can't win it, it's either us or them, but still, they want to stay a pan of umpires. And it was great because, um, you know, we got a run out out of their umpires, those panel ones. They didn't. So it's a victory for us. And, but that, 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 those games were great. Those two in particular in that season. I wanted to tell you a story about um, playing with your brother, Sakib. So I used to yes. play a lot of cricket with him, <laughs> with Brownie in Brownie's Sunday team. And I remember we playing a game at the Dulwich Sports Ground, where there are obviously three grounds. And yeah. um, I remember we were having tea, and there were six teams in there having tea, so 66 people in total. And I sat next to Sakib, and he went, Cameron, I've looked round here. I'm pretty sure I've had an argument with every single person in this room. <laughs> that is just kind of my memory of playing with Sakib and the Sindhus is they can enjoy an argument and whether that was something that runs in the family or something that's distinctly Sakib's domain. We are fiery characters, put it that way. Our lineage does go back to maybe uh, warrior level, borderline aggressive. <laughs> But I've never, I've played with, so there's yourself, Sakib and Rakib. I've never yeah. seen Rak have an argument with anyone, but I've definitely think, seen yourself and Sakib get yeah. stuck into people. I think he just, he knows we'll do it. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point of the third one doing it? He's, he's a lot more passive than us, definitely. Maybe being the youngest. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's not like that. I mean, Story, uh, you've got one about Sack, I've got one about Rack. Ali Nakfi played two test matches for Pakistan against South Africa before he was uh, thrown out. He's found himself at Wallington Cricket Club as their overseas pro. Okay. Uh, we go down there on a Sunday uh, friendly game. They bat first. We've got Nakfi out for nothing and we basically cheated. <laughs> yeah. We had an, we had an offy bowling, Ali Asmar, Sam Kayum, who you might see at the Nets, uh, quite yeah. often. He came back last year. Sam Kayum's keeping. And I'm pretty sure as he's taken the ball, he's flicked the bail off the stump with his glove. Right. I'm at yeah. cover point because I could be in those days. Right. So their umpire's giving him out. He can't believe it. He's walked off and I thought, Sam, you just flicked that with the bail, haven't you? Um, you've just flicked the bail with your glove, haven't you? And, uh, and claiming it's bold. Yeah. So we claimed it as bold. We just wanted him out, you know. Um, and Sam goes, how do you know that? I said, I'm not cover point. If it's bold him, that bail should have fallen backwards. <laughs> that bail has landed right in front of his off stump. You know? Um, so yeah, Ali Nappi was pretty pissed off that day because yeah. that happened in the first second over of the day. So 2 p.m. He then comes on to open the bowling and Rakib was opening the batting. And this geezer's bowling 90 miles an hour heat and he's in his okay. face. Rack's just not risen to it. And I'm thinking now, if that was me and Sack, we'd be knocking him for four, going down, tapping the wicket and, you know, giving as much as he's giving. Yeah, give it back. Rack's just, just not 
entertaining any kind of um, aggression like that. He's just pummeling him through the covers, off the back foot. He's hooking him. All the other batsmen, as we're losing wickets, have gone out and they're looking for chest guards and helmets. Um, that's how hostile it was. But yeah, he's a passive one. It's me and Sack that we get a bit, you know. So what was your what was your story from two thousand and four then? So um, it actually happened in two thousand and three. Oh wow! So I've come back from Canada two thousand and one, and two thousand two I take over the third eleven, and that's when I decided I've got no ambition of training hard and working my way up into the ones. I've come back, and this junior section is just you know most of it was ten playing for the fours back then. Okay. Same was 16, Dibber was like 13, and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll skip for the threes. Um, we've been relegated as well, so we were always a Prem team, even though it's called Div 1 in the olden days, but um, we were always in that top division. So 2003, towards the end of the season, we got promoted in 2002, so we're into this top tier, Bennington at home. Um, as always, as Bates said last week, they always have someone, right? So we stuck them in. There was all someone that got them to a size of a decent score. I think it was probably about 160, 170. We're going along. We're chasing it down. And then all of a sudden, they realise that we're going to win. So their captain, who's been nasty all game, very abusive, um, starts bowling, no balls. Umpire's not calling it. Then he starts bowling wides. Uh, they're not being called either. So this is the, the old rules. You're playing for 13 points. There's no one day wides. We're talking like really short and wide outside off stump. So that was a tactic. Um, you know, I myself got out trying to chase one of these wide ones, you know, got a score down to about 15 to win. And now the overs are running out as well. So people have gone out and tried to get those, get those extra runs. And then we end up drawing the game. I think we've got the winning draw. So as you do, you line up to handshake the players off. So we're handshaking, we're handshaking. The umpire's there now. And I've just gone up to him and I said, in it, you know, in his ear roll, not shouted at him or anything. I've just gone up to him. Of course. I said, you know, it's fucking cunts like you. Fucking shitty club. Yeah, away from relegation, right? And that was it. Walked off. That's all it was. Uh, that's all it was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by, by Monday morning, um, Jeremy Turk was chairman, so Sack used to skip the Tuesday, and so he's phoned me. Jeremy's going to ring you. I said, "Oh, what for?" He goes, "What did you say to the umpire after your game on Saturday?" So I just told him he was a cheating cunt. You know, uh, was there that. anything? I'm going to have to learn how to put a beep in. I'm quite excited now. <laughs> goes, are you sure there wasn't anything more to that? Said, no, that's all it was. Right. You know, just went up, shook his hand, thanked him and told him what it was. Um, all oh, right. Okay. Well, Jeremy's going to ring you. They, there's like a two, three page letter. That's, um, that's with the league at the moment. And, um, basically he just made, Literally a 30 second conversation into, you know, like I ranted at him for about an hour or so. It was quite an so, exciting conversation. Yeah. So 
the league are basically, um, you know, we Spencer have always got the, the short end of the stick from the league, right? So uh, if we've ever appealed for an injustice, it's like, oh yeah, okay, we've spoken to the parties, it won't happen again. If we were ever guilty, fair enough, maybe I was, um, you know, it was, uh, what was it? If you don't take any action, Spencer, Chairman Turk, we're going to give him a six-game ban, right? So they didn't even say, like, what kind of action. They just wanted action taken. If you don't do it and tell us what you've done, we're going to ban him for six games. So by Monday night, uh, I think Jeremy had spoken to someone else other than the person that wrote the letter uh, to get some kind of sense into what needs to happen, basically. And it just came back to, look, if you ban him for the two games, um, that'd do. Okay. But the, the league's finished now. That was the last league game. Yeah. So he doesn't play the first two games of the next season. And that's all you want. Yeah. So Jeremy then rings me, I think Tuesday morning says, right, are you happy that we just ban you for two games? And that'll be for next season. I said, yeah, fair enough. As long as it's not six. I was just working out. Shit. That's a whole of May. Halfway <laughs> into June. Yeah, let's just do two games. Hopefully it rains anyway. Was so, it worth it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> another week, another completely unprovoked attack on the character of Bedington Cricket Club. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's episode six. I do have one more kind of minute-long clip for you that I'll play after this. Um, it didn't really fit anywhere in the show, but I thought it was quite nice. I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, join me next week for episode seven, which is with Ed, the killer Kilby. Um, he's Spencer's star batter. Uh, he's played a lot of minor counties cricket. He's played for the Unicorns. He's played for quite a few clubs across the country, really, and he's scored a hell of a lot of runs whilst doing so. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this last minute segment and I hope you all have a lovely week. Join me for the next one. Bye-bye. We talked about 9 for 40. So that Saturday, when I've got back to the club, there's a fellow called Alan Blackford. Um, he does a lot of coaching at Dulwich. But we had him at Spencer in the early to mid-90s. I've literally just walked around the corner where our storage container is. And he's just come out of the changing room. And he goes, oh, where you got a nine foot? And then he's travelled fast. I thought I was one of the first ones back. Have you got the ball? I said, yeah. He goes, right, hold on to that ball. What were your figures? And he's written down on a piece of paper. So I've gone 17 overs, maidens, nine for 40. Okay. Kid you not, 10 days later, he's come up to me in training. And he goes, um, here you go. I've looked at it and he's given me this little wooden thing. There's a little plaque in there. It's got my figures. It's got the, the dates. And he goes, now you can put all on that. There you go. Uh, little feel-good ending for you. Till next week, guys. Bye-bye.